Networking. Just the thought or idea of it can give some people an allergic reaction. What if we told you there's another way to think about networking or your relationships that can make it not feel so unnatural? Well, today is your lucky day. We're going to share some tips about networking to allow you to dig your well before you're thirsty. As the famous networking author Harvey McKay famously said, we want to get you ready to quench your thirst for more authentic networking at the mailbox today. Let's get started. Hey, listeners, thank you so much for joining us for the second season of Midlife at the Mailbox. Over eight years ago, Denise and I met during a chance meeting at our neighborhood mailbox. Over the years, our friendship has blossomed into something bigger. We can't wait to tell you all about it. And although we no longer share a mailbox, we really are closer than ever in real life. This meeting at the mailbox inspired a friendship, a business relationship, a lot of laughs, a couple tears, and now a podcast. So come along and listen in. We're so glad you're here. Hey, Denise. Hey. So I've been thinking a lot about how I've been growing my business over the past few months, and I've had to start networking. And, you know, I often hear from people and even my clients, and you probably hear this from your candidates as well, is like, people don't like to network. I'm not really sure like what about networking people don't really like, but maybe it's if they don't really enjoy talking about themselves or they're not comfortable talking about themselves. Maybe it's because they don't really know how to properly network or they think that they don't have a network. Um, I know that it took me some time to find the right group. Uh, but I think since I found the right group, I've taken to really, really enjoy my time while I'm networking. What do you typically hear from your clients? Are you hearing similar sentiments? Are you hearing? Oh, yeah. I mean, you're not alone. I mean, having met over 700 professionals the past three years, all I know that probably one of the most common complaints is, other than a, hey, I need my resume reviewed, is I don't like to network or networking is hard for me. I don't like it. It feels unnatural. And I think that's often because the idea of networking is somehow this like, you know, esoterical, theoretical idea that someone's doing it better than you are, that it only happens in the C-suite or on the golf course. And that's totally untrue. Every, you know, network is is so much more than that. Uh, but my favorite one was actually this week. Uh, I met with someone and he was hadn't looked for a new job in, in about 20 years. And he said, you know, I networked with a lot of people on the day I got laid off, but nothing came of it. On the day he got laid off. (laughs) Yeah. He he networked like it was like a static thing. Like he networked like it was one thing. Like, you know, I went to the store and then I came home and, you know, I didn't come home with anything. Right. Um, That's really that, you know, kind of what he was, that notion of what he was talking about. And, and just then I felt empathy for him because, and I think this is, the only, I'm not trying to roast this individual. However, this is a really common idea that networking is static, that it's a one-way communication piece. And it's really not, right? Um, and, you know, a lot of people think too, I never do the bunch of people, but nothing ever comes of it. And I think that's just because they don't really understand this concept of networking, right? And how I like to break down networking when I'm talking to clients or just anyone in general, right, is... Um, is your network is your relationships, right? It's like summary of all of your connections. It's a living organism, right? So how 
I there is a recent book I read um a couple of years ago actually it's like literally like my networking bible it's called helpful a guide to life careers and the art of networking and commonly you know recommend this and suggest this is a good read especially when someone's looking to network because it really breaks down really what is a network right and it's your relationships it's your connections like I said it's a living organism but it, she the, the author Heather Hollick defines it as a link between everyone you know right? And your network can be characterized by its strength or its weaknesses, right? Of those connections, right? So when I hear people saying, I don't like to network, or I don't know how, or I don't have a network, or I'm not good at it, right? I don't really think they know what that means, right? Because at a bare minimum, everyone has a conglomeration of at least a few relationships, right? And a few connections. And so it's how you're connecting with those and the activity of that is really what networking is. Do you think that's true? Definitely. And I think what also potentially people might get hung up on is how to go about starting the conversation. Um, I think one of the pieces that you and I talk a lot about is the power of storytelling and knowing our story and like who we are, where we've come from, what we have to offer, um, a prospective employer, a business, a business relationship. and by being able to really know that story, then I think people might be a little bit more comfortable with starting to promote themselves in a networking, and I use air quotes, like a networking situation. Um, does that sound about right? Like, I think if you know a little bit more about your direction and what you're trying to accomplish through that network then things might start to shape up differently for you. But I want to but I I want to put a pin on this part of what I'm saying and I want to come back to what you mentioned at the top of our conversation about your about the client that you had met with recently that said that he networked with a lot of people on the day that he got laid off but nothing came of it. So, I guess my question for you with that Denise is what were his expectations by saying that he networked with a lot of people? Like, what do you think that meant to him that he networked with a lot of people? More than likely, if I had to guess, he let them know that he was laid off, right? Because this particular individual was laid off and that he was looking for jobs and that if you hear of anything, let him know. That's so in let general. him know. Yeah. Got that's it. usually in general what people think about is networking, right? Because, you know, it is not. You know, and it's not to these people's credit, it's it's not a hundred percent wrong. It's better than not reaching out at all, yeah. right? And, and and just going into um hibernation on your job search, you know, particularly. But really what I'm trying to, you know, what I try to instill into my clients with my work as a career transition coach um and in career development is really the idea of your network is really keeping your relationships fresh or strong based on the goals that you're looking at in your life. Um, you know, today's goal, your goal today might be different than it was 15 years ago. It probably was, and it will be different than it is in 20 years from today. However, the idea that your community, right, or your network, these relationships and people can help you to achieve your goals and you help them to achieve their goals is really the basis of what networking is based on. And that's why people constantly preach about it. It's why 70 to 80% of people find jobs through their network, right? Um, and it's just not a mistake is that human beings are, you know, 
are primal in nature. They like to be together. They like to help each other out. They like to create value for each other. And so that's really what the idea of networking is. And that's why, you know, useful and helpful in job searches. But it's not just that. There's so many more things that network can networking can help you with. And so that's why we want to talk about those today. Um, you know, because this skill, networking and, and just the concept of it, so thinking about it, not just in job searching and not just asking people for something, but, you know, creating value for others and you creating them in turn, creating value for you can be helpful if you're trying to, of course, in a job search, but like, what if you're looking to get promoted um, at your current role? What if you're looking to gain a volunteer position or maybe join the board of a nonprofit? That is when networking can come into good play. Uh, mutual friendships, right? Meeting other people, work, moving to a new city. I've done that so much because uh, we've moved around a bit in my married life that I've really learned to network amongst people in different regions. And it, it's really helpful. I, you know, it's great for social connections as well. Business contacts, babysitters, uh, what preschools <laughs> to send your kids to when you buy a house. How do you find your realtor, right? Um, so, so many things that can come out of networking. It's not just a job search and vice versa, right? If your network's coming to you for these questions, these are great reasons to help them. Mailbox family, the 2023 job market can be tricky to navigate, but it doesn't have to be. Working with an experienced career transition specialist like myself at Denise Rabat Career Coaching can help you with common issues that trip up many job seekers like how to do resume revisions, networking strategies on LinkedIn, how to answer the infamous interview question, tell me about yourself, and so, so much more. Visit my website, drcareercoaching.com, and click on the Speak with Denise button in the top right-hand side of the page to set up a complimentary session to discuss your current career needs and a plan that we can put in place to help you. That's drcareercoaching.com. See you guys back at the mailbox. So Denise, it sounds like you know a lot about networking, and I've learned a lot from you and our time working together on growing my business and things that I should be doing. Tell me, do you have somebody that you aspire to be in terms of a networker? Like, is there somebody that in your life you have taken a lot of direction from in terms of how he or she might network with, uh, with for themselves? Absolutely. Um, you know, I like to think of myself as a natural networker. It's just part of my personality. I, I enjoy learning about people's story. I love how I love to learn about how people approach their life. I'm fascinated with how people contribute to society, whether it's in their work or, you know, their professional lives or their personal lives. I just I love to hear those stories. So and I'm extroverted, so I do get energy from others. So in that way, I'm a natural networker. However, there is one networker that stands out in my mind. He's the best that I have ever met or come across. He's a personal friend. And, you know, I met him through the Armenian community and his name is Kirk Kartosian. Maybe some of you listening know him. He is truly, he makes me look like a hermit. Okay. <laughs> Kirk is- um, You look like a hermit? I he couldn't makes imagine. Me, Kirk makes me look like a hermit, right? He is a master connector of both personal and professional networking. Um, he was a successful politician. At one point, he was the mayor of a small town called Downey here. He grew up there. Uh, he's been a school teacher. Uh, currently, today, he's a real estate developer and entrepreneur. He um, he owns several restaurants here in Southern California. And he also owns a tequila. Him and his brother own a tequila oh brand. They, they distill tequila. <laughs> 
Really cool. But that's not what we're here to talk about. I mean, he's successful in business, no doubt. But he is, and I think the main, well, I'd say one of the main secrets to his success is that he has a massive network that he maintains through personal and professional connections. Um, you know, I can think of two friendships and a few networking opportunities that he opened up to. And I haven't seen the man in 15, 20 years, right? But I have called on him for questions that I've had. Like at one point, my husband and I were thinking about opening a franchise and we were really trying to, you know, figure out the local landscape, right? In terms of real estate development. I called up Kirk. I asked him, he was happy to give me 20 to 30 minutes of his time. And then in fact, at the end of the conversation, he decided to introduce me to his sister-in-law and brother-in-law who live locally here in my little town of Rossmore. And next thing you know, that was a natural networking situation. Um, you know, earlier he used to, um, you know, he used to be in my life a little bit more. He dated a couple of my friends and he connected. When I moved to San Jose, he introduced me to some dear, dear friends of mine, Christine Souza and Alex Sagatellian, right? Uh, I ended up, you know, helping Christine land her first job in tech marketing. Now she's a president's club, million dollar uh, salesperson. I mean, just all those three, four things, four or five things I'm just mentioning you all happened because of Kurt Cartosian and his master networking. And the thing is, he just offered up all those connections. It's not anything that I asked for, but because we knew each other, it was just natural. And, and he just does that as a part of his daily interactions. And it's just, it really works for him. Um, it's amazing. So, yeah. I mean, he's, he's, He's a master at it. I mean, nobody else does it like him. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, that he he'd be up there. He'd be right up there. So, shout out to Kirk. I'm gonna tag him in this. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're not Kirk, right? Most people are not Kirk, right? And uh, most people aren't even like me and enjoy the act of it. Um, and I even get rusty myself. But I thought of three ways today that we can help you if you to to start to network like a pro. Okay. If you're an introvert, I got you. If you're an extrovert and you're just rusty, I got you too. So here's the first tip that I try to tell people. Um, the first is to define your network, right? Um, create a list of your network. You know, that can be done. I'm going to give the mailbox because I love my mailbox listeners. I'm going to share one <laughs> of my networking brainstorming sheets, right? It'll kind of get you started. Like who's in my network? Um, we did this with you, Amy, right? Yeah, we, we definitely together. did. Yep. And start thinking of people that are closest to you, right? Your strong connections, the easy ones, low-hanging fruit. Who do you know, right? Um, you know, and this could be anything. This doesn't have to be just for finding a job. I mean, I'm here to talk to you about, you know, I'm usually talking to people about how to find a job or change careers. But, hey, are you looking to build your business, right? Amy has done a really great job of networking these past six months, and I'm super impressed and I'm going to be you know, taking notes from her again. But um, it could even be meeting a new um, people in your community. Maybe you're trying to buy a car and you want to find out the best online website to go to, to find a new car or the best salesman or, you know, an easy to deal with dealership that's not going to hound you, right? Not going to take but I think that, out. But that's a, but that's a great piece right there, Denise, is that who do you go to when you're, when you're looking for things for yourself, right? So you want to buy a new car? Do you talk to somebody that like maybe recently bought a car and you say, hey, you know, tell me about your experience. Yep. And that is network, right? That's reaching out to somebody within your network that has done something 
that you would like to do and asking them for advice. And oftentimes what someone will come back to you and say is whether or not they enjoyed the experience of working with that particular person or business, right? And that's how I think what you're saying in terms of starting to create that list, I mean, that list literally should start with if your parents are still around, put your parents at the top of the list. If you have siblings, your friends, yeah. your friends' spouses. This list that I'm, yeah, and this brainstorming yeah, list like, I'm going to share with the mailbox is going to do just that. It's literally like a simple Word doc that's going to be prompts to start thinking about those people, right? Yeah. Um, and it could be, so start making those strong connections. Like I said, easy, low-hanging fruit. Don't think about somebody that you want to meet that would be a cold connection. Don't start there. If you're not good at networking, don't start there. Right? It won't feel good. You'll be awkward. Start with the easy ones, like your best friend's brother, right? You yeah. know him. He works at this, you know, maybe he works at a car dealership. Ask him what he thinks. Do you have to take his advice? No. But you could just ask him what he, what he would do, right? What he would recommend. You're out and for learning. Me, yeah. And let me give you a little hint, um, mailbox. And I don't know if, you know, other people observe this, but I have. And, you know, the author talks about this too in that book, Helpful. People love to talk about themselves. Oh, <laughs> most, yes. Most people love to talk Guilty. about Guilty. <laughs> right. So if you ask them even the simplest question, like, hey, I noticed you got a new car. How'd you find that? Or, you know, how did you cut through the clutter, you know, right now to even find a new car, right? With, you know, especially during 2022 when there was like a shortage of cars. How did you do it? Right. In in the in the act of asking that question, um, you've automatically, you know, saying saying that you have provided your you're attaching value to what they believe in their opinions and their process. That's automatically a compliment to them. So that already makes them feel good, right? That And that strengthens your bond, your connection, right? So, you know, going back to job searching, because I know that's a hot topic on everyone's mind and it's what I do all day long. Um, even just asking someone, hey, I heard you, you know, you work at... Um, you work at company XYZ. How did you break through that recruiting process? It's so tough right now. Can you give me some advice? Absolutely. Just those those simple questions and not just like, hey, I've got a job <laughs> or I'm out of a job. Can you help me? If you hear about something, let me know. Um, but by giving like by letting allowing them to talk about themselves and sharing their opinion, you're providing value to them. So that's kind of where that network piece comes on. I got a little ahead of myself, but that's always a tip. No, but know. but that piece right there, Denise, in sales, we would call that like a soft sell. Like you're not really selling the fact that you need this job, but you're putting you're putting the energy out into the world by asking the questions. And in turn, hopefully that person that you're connecting with should offer something in return, right? A tip, some sort of value, right? To to that to that conversation. It's natural to be reciprocal, right? And that's what I think, you know, the power of recommendations or referral engine, of course, but even something as simple as like, hey, do you have a babysitter um, that, you know, I could use? Um, or do you know a good babysitter, right? And even when those ha- when those things happen on like a Facebook uh, query or like a LinkedIn query, um, respond to those things if you have them, even if it's not like, you know, something you would normally stop and do. Um, 
that's a natural act of networking. We're like, you know, recently in a in a parent group um, on Facebook, someone said, hey, do you have a babysitter that you would trust and recommend? A high school babysitter. And I happen to have one. There's my next door neighbor. I use her like sparingly when I have like, um, you know, some nighttime needs and maybe my mother-in-law or my normal, uh, my trusted, you know, daytime babysitter can't do it. Sure. Um, and I put Natalie's name in there. Oh, I asked her first and I said, you know, so-and-so or Natalie, uh, do you mind if I share your name with this person? She's looking for a babysitter. She said, sure. And then I sent it to that person. Natalie feels good. My network of Natalie feels good because I think enough about her to refer her to someone, to a stranger. I'm also trying to generate more work for her, right? Which is also a positive. And the person, the parent that asked for it, I actually don't know that person, but I put my name out there. She may click on my LinkedIn profile. She may click yeah. on my Facebook profile one day. Or, you know, I might run into her at a, you know, a middle school or high school meeting right down the way. We're in the same district. And, you know, her and I might exchange, you know, niceties one day and it's all good. Right. So, you never know what's going to come from that. Right. So just trying to be helpful. People generally are helpful, but, you know, just, you know, trying to, your network is not just, I guess, defining your network is important. And so doing that through your strong connections, and it doesn't just lie in your professional network. It can also be your personal network. So that's the first thing I would do. And I'm going to, you know, mailbox, I'm going to make that a little easier when some people say to me, I don't have a network. I got that for you. You can also do that through LinkedIn or Facebook print out or, you know, screenshot or start writing down names of people in your LinkedIn um, that you're co- most comfortable with or feel strong as like the low hanging fruit. Start that way. And then you'll, then you'll find, Hey, most people will find, Oh my God, I do have a network, right? I do have these people that are connections and relationships in my life that they may be weak, right? Maybe I haven't talked to them in 10 years, but this is your opportunity to reconnect. So that's the first tip. Define your network. I'm going to give you a tool to do that, but then also just start thinking of that organically. Great. Yeah. The second thing I would say, and I think you're going to have a lot to talk here because you've been doing some good work here, Amy, on this, my 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 student, is <laughs> <laughs> uh, put yourself uh, in situations where you can present your best self, okay? So the reason some people get turned off by networking is they also think about this like 1985 ideal of networking. It's you're sitting in a hotel room uh, at a conference, you're shaking hands, exchanging business cards, right? Oh, nice to meet you, John Smith. I work at XYZ. Oh my gosh, I work at ABC. Let's meet over uh, power lunch tomorrow. Sounds great, right? (laughs) (laughs) And has that ever happened to you, Amy? I have never met anybody for a power lunch. Okay, but Maybe even a at power a power coffee, even <laughs> at a conf- even at a conference, has that ever happened to you? Yes, I mean people do. Yes, people do exchange cards, and sometimes it's like I'm just taking, I'm getting the card, but nothing is going to come of it, right? But right. but in general, does that comprise most of your modern networking today? No, not right. anymore. Right, and so that was yes, that is definitely an antiquated view of 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 networking. Right. And while some people, that's natural for some people, like I don't mind in-person networking. It works for me and I think it works for you, but it works for us because that's where we feel like we can present our best self. However, there are myriads, hundreds of other ways to present your best self that aren't that. And it actually, that's the least like recommended thing I, I, I mentioned to people when they're just getting started or they're uncomfortable with it. Right. So um, LinkedIn, of course, is a great way to do that. 
Um, if you're, especially if you're in job seeking mode, LinkedIn is a way to, you know, present your best self with, with some sort of message, right? Um, at the end of this mess, at the end of this podcast, I might, you know, even provide a couple templates um, afterwards that you can use to kind of get these thought starters going, right? Um, to make these messages. So um, how would, how would you recommend somebody find a network? So beyond just their immediate connections, how would you suggest to somebody to find a network or a networking group that they could become a part of? Oh, like an online group? Um, there's a ton of ways. No, right? not even online, in person. Remember, we're all we're all about oh. the in-person networking in sure, 2023. Sure. But I mean, right, sure. So I'd say think about your interests, your affiliations like maybe where you went to school or maybe where you grew up, that's a great way to start meeting people in person if, if that's something, if you're trying to join a networking group that way. Common okay. common interests that you share with other people, right? Oftentimes there's women's groups, there's men's groups. Um, I'm a huge believer, I proponent of like if you went high school, college, grad school, whichever, find an alumni group, right? You all share oh, one thing. You that's went a to good the idea. Yeah, you went to the same school. I often boast like, I did this whole Instagram story a couple months ago about going to the UCLA Alumni Center. I myself hadn't been there in a really long time. I went down there, but I tell people to do that. But you can get all sorts of great resources down there. And you all have something in common, right? You love the UCLA Bruins, for example. I mean, Bruins get together everywhere. There's, you know, there's even little subgroups of Bruins in, in different locations in California and Colorado. I mean, they meet up to go to UCLA games when they travel. Really cool stuff. I mean... It, it's endless, right? But it's that building yeah. community. Figure out where you can figure out where you have a community that's easy. Start that way. Don't start hard. Start easy, right? So okay. school or school affiliation potentially or community affiliation is one of those things. Um, if you have a cultural affiliation, you can start there too. I affiliate and feel strongly, identify strongly with my Armenian American culture. I often, you know, find groups that way that I can, you know, network with or talk to or just attend a, a cultural event. Like I did a couple of weeks ago, I saw different artists of Armenian artists perform and to support my friend, Christine Souza, actually, who I just mentioned on the podcast here, and she just started a nonprofit. I went to attend that. I met a couple of people and uh, networked a bit and, and came home. Um, it wasn't you know, that was something that was not necessarily like, I wasn't, I didn't exchange one business card just so you know, but I met <laughs> some people. I started following some new people on LinkedIn and, and got some new ideas. Um, Great. Other ways to do that though, like a little bit less introverty, extroverty, should I say, would be um, online networking groups are cool too. Um, you can build community and meet people. Um, that's a great way to talk and, and get through those things. Um, or even walk and talks, right? Catch-ups. I do that a lot with a coach or a mentor of mine. Every like six months, I say, Connie, you free for a walk around the Rothmore Park? <laughs> and we talk for an hour and we get our steps in and we go home, right? I, I'm trying to keep that relationship fresh and strong as I can. because I. And I'm, no, I was going to say, I'm doing that. I'm trying to do that too. Not just like meet for coffee because there's only so much coffee or Starbucks or lunch or that one can do in a day. And all of that starts to get very expensive too. If you're going, if you're doing that multiple times a week. Right. So I love the walk and talk. I'm yeah, I was actually and, supposed to walk and talk with somebody this morning and then we had to reschedule. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. And I mean, I think putting it, but just getting back to this thing of like, you're in midlife, more than likely, you know, where you shine, right? Whether if it's, if you're in that personal goals to network more, meet more people in your community, then that do that. Like, you know, befriend someone at like wherever you go to get your hair done or, you know, um, try to ask like for advice there, even your hairstylist, that's a part of your network too. Right. For example, um, it doesn't have to be corporate, you know, just awkward. Um, the next would be just the old fashioned, like direct emailing or texting people to reconnect. Um, have you tried that lately, Amy? I, I do it all the time. I'll say, Hey, it's been so long since we've talked and it has been a lot of people. Um, and especially after COVID and it's a great excuse actually. So, um, so text people, some people are better with, you know, direct communication like that, not calling on the phone first, text them, just even hang, catching up over text worked out. Yeah. Um, that's also a way email works the same. You can use LinkedIn direct messaging as well. You know, um, it's, it's, um, it's just really where you feel comfortable. So start where you feel comfortable. Um, you know, professional conferences, if if you know, maybe if you're up some, you know, some professional networking goals and, or maybe you're getting back into the workforce after being out of the workforce for an extended amount of time, whether that's because you're a stay-at-home parent or because maybe you've been out of work for a couple of years and you're now you're getting back into it with, um, you know, work becoming more in person and in hybrid. And so um, attend a conference, right? A lot of times there's rates, especially for students or maybe even seniors. Um, there's, you know, reduced rates that you can join these things. They have networking mixers a lot of times um, or just walking the floor, going through the booths, right? Um, same with virtual conferences. Lots of organizations haven't been able to pivot back to in-person, but they are still have the budget for virtual conferences. So just attend those. You can even like, you know, just hear what's going on in your industry and your community. So um, that's a great way to kind of get tapped into your professional community without having to like be vulnerable or personable, right? Uh, or yeah. personal. <laughs> yeah. Personable. Um, yeah. You mentioned coffees, virtual coffees work too. If you're in a different state or area and you want to meet up virtually, um, just ask somebody for 10 minutes to do a virtual coffee. Um one of my favorites as a student um, was informational interviews, but I still use them. Um, I went to a big public university. I went to UCLA. And I originally, all I've been told was that USC, which is you know a private university across town, was the way to have a network, right? The USC alumni takes care of their own, right? And that's all I kept hearing. And I thought, well, I'm not going there. So and I'm part of a big network, but I really had to work to to tap into that network. And so I did. I had so many informational interviews. I had so many internships. And I would just ask people, what do they recommend? What would they suggest? What did they do? Um, again, what were their steps? Feel, yep. Yeah. Again, making them feel like their opinion matters and that their experience matters. And I was just naturally doing that to find out information, but it's reciprocal, right? And so um, those were great. I still utilize those. Like I'm trying to break it informational interview right now with somebody in the career field. And I'd love to get just 10 minutes in her of her time just to ask her. And a lot comes of that. So um, awesome. Yeah. Those are some of those are great. But yeah. The tip too, just find, just think about a time when you're comfortable and then, you know, or a scenario or a situation where you're comfortable and then try to find a way to, you know, connect with people that way or connect with the person you're looking to connect to in that environment. Okay. 
Great um, tips. What's most comfortable for you, Amy? I really enjoy the in-person. Um, I actually have a, an interesting networking story so that I wanted to share. So you all know that I am a coach and consultant within the marketing, digital marketing space. And one of the things as I've been growing my business is I, re I recognize the need to grow my community. And so one of the things that I was trying to do was grow my community via Instagram. But I didn't just want, I'm very localized right now being in the Chicago area, and I needed to build up a localized group of businesses that I could potentially solicit for my marketing services, correct? Mm -hmm. um, so back in the fall, for one of my clients that I was doing some work with, I met this woman. And um, a few months later, the two of us actually met for, for some pastries and coffee. And I like said, I had, I had this idea and I wanted to run it past her because she is somebody already that has, with the business that she does, has a large network. And when you're trying to grow a network, right, you need to sometimes partner up with people that have larger networks than what you have. Um, what I realized from that conversation was I wasn't quite ready to do the thing that I wanted to do. But what came of it was, you know, hey, if you ever find like a great networking group or a group of women that are, you know, supportive of one another and passing along referrals and, and whatnot, let me know. Well, she had posted something on LinkedIn um, a few months later, and I reached out to her and I was like, oh, that's what I'm looking for. I'm like, can you make a connection for me with the person that's running this particular group? Mm. And she did. And then she connected me with somebody else that was starting another women's networking group. And it was through this women's networking group that is fairly new for me in 2023 that I went to this one. And then this woman is connected to another woman and she invited me to be a guest at their group. And within two networking sessions, I kid you not, I had two new clients from being a guest at this other networking the other big piece that I have added was I also joined my local chamber of commerce, which has increased my visibility by my connections with the executive director. She knows who I am, what it is that I do. And so if someone comes to her and says, I'm looking for X, Y, Z, she instantly says, you should talk to Amy. And the other thing that I actually just... Um, this has been in the works for a little bit, but it just came out in publication is through my network, through the Glenview Chamber, I connected and went to an event, an in-person event at the library, our local library. And I talked to the woman that's in charge of like the business services. And I said, hey, you know, like if you're ever looking for somebody to teach, let me know. These are the things that I do. And sure enough, she passed along my information and I am going to be speaking in July on how to start a podcast. The library happened to be looking for somebody to teach a course on how to start a podcast. And so I'm super, yeah, so I'm super pumped about that. So I think the more energy that you put into 
keeping the relationships going that you have and nurturing those, right? So this woman that I did some business with, like, it wasn't like we talked every single day, but we worked together in a business function. We kept in touch. We commented on each other's social media posts. We liked things. We would send an occasional text every once in a while. So those direct emails and texts to just reconnect are super important. And then when it came time to it, she was so open and willing to make that introduction. And the rest is up to me, right? So one of my big things for all of this that that I that I would say is like the top, top, top is making sure that you show up because nothing is going to happen, whether it's creating business relationships, finding a job, finding a, a career person, um, a career coaching person like Denise, unless you are open to showing up and taking the necessary steps and putting in the work. So to go back to yeah. Denise's client at the top of our conversation that said that he, you know, did one thing and nothing came of it. Well, okay. You kind of showed up, but like you didn't really stay for the whole party. So you do need to put the work in and it's one step, right? Yeah. Like networking's like a muscle. I tell people and you have to like, you know, first of all, like when you're working out, you're just starting to work out, right? Your body physically to follow the analogy. I like to tell people, well, you know, first it's going to hurt and it's going to feel awkward, right? Sore. But then the more you do it, the more, you know, in a way that works for you. Now, the way Amy does it, the way I do it could be different than the way someone else does it. And as it should be, right? We're all humans and dynamic individuals. It can't all be the same way. But I think that just further cements, you know, number two and probably dovetails into number three, right? But yes, you have to show up and do the work. You have to show up and network. Um, a lot of times when people are looking for work, I like to give, and they and networking is something we're working on. It's one of their goals is to increase their network or to network more. I recommend giving them a quota, giving themselves a quota, right? Try to connect with five to 10 people a week, let's say. And this is aggressive, right? Because this person has yeah. probably told me, hey, I want to find a job in three to six months. And these are really the two levers, just side note, two levers that people are pulling right now in their job search. If they need work, especially in the tech environment, it's... I tell them the levers you need to pull your network and your brand, right? So those are the things that are distinguishing people in this highly, there's roles, but it's a highly competitive job market. Unemployment rate is currently low as of March 16th, 2023, still lower than February, 2020 guys, but it's highly competitive. There are jobs, but a lot of people applying. So these are the two levers you pull your network, which we're talking about today and your brand, which we always talk about. So, um, but yeah, I mean, giving themselves a quota, five to 10 people a week that you talk to, right? And whether that's through LinkedIn, uh, texting, emailing directly, going to the chamber, doing in-person events at your gym, I don't know, just like, you know, talking about what you do. And that kind of naturally dovetails into the um, the third thing is that a lot of people say, well, I know these people, but what do I talk about, right? It, it just feels unnatural or icky to people sometimes. Um so my my tip to how to network like a pro is to spend some time, do some thinking work, prepare your story and have an opener question. That just helps, like just an icebreaker to kind of get you going. So um, preparing your story could mean something as simple as, you know, hey, what are you working on or what have you been doing? Um, and 
that's also the opener question you should be asking, right? But you have to think about how to answer that as well, right? So if you're in job search mode, you could say, well, right now I'm looking for new opportunities to work in, um, to work as a, um, as a software engineer, right? Or I'm looking for new ways to, to increase my experience in the software industry, right? If someone were to tell you that. Um, and someone would say, oh, wow, like, wow, how are you doing that? Or why are you doing that? Someone could say, well, you know, I was a part of the big tech layoffs um, that were happening. And so, you know, I find this is an opportunity to, you know, to start fresh and, and, you know, et cetera, et cetera, right? Go on about, you know, what you're looking to do or maybe focus in one particular area that you weren't focused on before. Just having an opener, right? Maybe it's as simple as, hey, like I'm putting in a new pool. I'm trying to find, you know, contractors that are going to keep <laughs> Keep my like time, you know, my time schedule and whatnot. How can you help me? Right, this, I'm working on putting in the pool. Really? Okay. Well, you know, start talking about that. Um, it doesn't have to be, you know, what you're working on and having a response to that is important. And you know, it'll just naturally open conversations. Um, and that's just a lot too about what your story is. I mean, what would you say your story is right now? I'd say my story right now is that I am. I'm looking for the right clients that could become coaching candidates of myself um, that are open and willing to put in the work that it takes to establish their goals, to um, that want to add names to their email list, that want to become um, an influencer of, of sorts. Um, through social media, you know, Instagram, for for example, and making sure that the person or people that I'm working with are a good collaborative fit with with me, you know, because there are, and just as, as Denise just mentioned, when you come into this job market or you're coming into this as a business and you're looking for potential clients, you could come into it thinking that there is not enough. And so you're coming into it with that like kind of scarcity mindset, or you can come into it thinking that there's plenty for all of us, right? So Denise just made the point that while there is, our unemployment rate is lower than it's than it was in, tw- in, in what, February of 2020? 2020, mm-hmm. before the okay. pandemic. Yeah, before the pandemic. Um but the jobs that people are going after are more competitive. So you could think of it, you could be thinking to yourself like, oh my God, like every time I go to apply for this job, like there are hundreds upon hundreds of people that have already applied before me. And like, I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to bother because it's just not going to happen. Or you can, or you can go into it with like that glass half full mentality and put the energy into saying, you know what? What I offer and what I do stands out. And I know that I am better than all of these other candidates that are out there. And there is plenty of of opportunity for me within these various organizations that I'm looking into. And you think of it in terms of like this abundance, that there's plenty to go around, that there are plenty of jobs that I would be, that I would be qualified for, and that, you know, these companies are going to be you know, lining up to have a conversation with me and putting the energy into that positive thinking, I think is something that's also like super important. So that was like a two, a two part 
to your to your question. But I think what I'm looking for is people that have similar goals um, as I do in terms of like here, I'm out there trying to grow my business. And how could the people that I'm working with also be mutually beneficial to people that I'm meeting through my networking? So one of the things that I've started to do also is that in some of my proposals, I have started to add in people that I've met to be able to like utilize some of their services. So I have a graphic designer. I've added her to some of my proposals that I have a graphic designer. She's in-house, right? Air quotes, like she's in-house. You don't have to go out and find somebody specific. I've got this person that can that can manage the work. Or Google AdWords, any of those different things. Like I've got people that are in my network that I can reach out to that looks like we're just kind of all collaborating together. So more of like a win-win on, on both parties, you know, front. And so I think coming into it in that respect and also thinking about how you can, you know, Denise's quote at the very, very top of our conversation was dig your well before you're thirsty is making sure that if this is something that you're thinking about doing or you're thinking about leaving or you're thinking or, you know, there's been talks within your organization that there might be layoffs. Well, don't wait until it's too, not necessarily too late, but don't wait until, you know, you don't have a position or you've, you know, opened your business to start networking and trying to connect with people and building the people that surround you. Start it early so that you're not just, kind of drowning before you even have a chance to get started. Right, right. And I think that that all, you know, kind of contributes to like, you know, when you're pumping yourself up, right, for these conversations that, you know, if they don't come naturally, right, like how to prepare your story, what you're working on, right? Amy was talking about that value piece there and 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 feeling that, you know, and, you know, flipping up the script, like in terms of abundance versus scarcity, right? And some of that stuff. And and it could be as simple as just a couple like quick sentences, right? Like, what are you working on, right? And what are your goals right now? And maybe, you know, like there's kind of an exercise you can do. Maybe just take a blank sheet of paper, separate it into four, right? Make four squares and talk about what you're working on in your home, what you're working on in your work, what you're working on in your career and what you're working on in your life. Choose one of those things based on who you're talking to or who's, you know, and then, you know, ask them that question first, opening it with them providing value and them, you know, answering. And then you can kind of build on that and maybe even like, you know, bring in something that you're working on that's complimentary, or maybe they'll mention something you knew about or worked on. That's great. In a past life, right? And then just start there, right? If I was Amy, like, and we were kind of role-playing what, role-playing what she just said, I would... Yeah, I would say, well, if I were paraphrasing what Amy said, Amy's helping, you know, local businesses work on coach them in their social media and and learn more about and helping her local community communicate or excuse me, helping her local community uh, learn how to use socialized social media for their businesses, period. Right. Then someone would pause say, wow, how are you doing that? And Amy would say, well, you know, actually, I'm, you know, I've joined the chamber recently and I just presented to the group in a women's group in the chamber. I had a think like Instagram class earlier this fall. I'm also doing a podcast for the library. Whoa, wow, that's really cool. Like I have a friend who's got a small business, right? And it just naturally happens like yep. that, right? So if we were to ask, you know, if I was to ask her that question, I could build on a lot of that, right? 
Yep. And, and vice versa, right? Or maybe you don't have career aspirations right now and you're just looking to, you know, do something else, right? You know, and you could ask, you know, if you're ran into someone that's, you know, you're, maybe you have a child, maybe you're at their school and you could say, I'm, what do you, you know, if someone say, what do you been up to? What are you doing? And you're like, I'm just looking to find ways to have more quality time with my husband. Like, oh, oh, yeah, me too. Like, how are you doing that? You're like, I don't know. I need to find a babysitter. I don't have anyone I could trust. My family doesn't live in town. I don't have a babysitter, right? Um, You know, someone might naturally say, hey, I had a babysitter. I know. Do you know of anybody, right? And asking them, do they know of anyone? They might not or they might not share because people can be possessive about babysitters. But (laughs) they're few and far between. A good one. But if they did, um, you know, they might share that. They're not. So it's just thinking about your response to that question, but then even opening with that question um, can just help conversation starter and get things going. Um, Like I said, I like that that kind of square and and kind of categorizing things that you could talk about, which I think is super helpful. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, that should probably be like (laughs) something everyone tries to think about like all the, you know, when someone's like, Hey, what do you do? Or what are you doing? What have you been working on? And I like what have you been working on? It doesn't feel so like, what do you do? That feels like, right. so like awkward, right? What if they don't do anything? They may <laughs> not. They're not working, but what are you working on right now? Everyone's working on something, right? Um, I'm working on upping my nap game. <laughs> yeah, like tan. Um, you're working on like my golf. Yeah, yeah. Or like you know, or the more traditional things like looking to, Look, you know, looking a job. For a job. I'm looking to change careers. I'm looking for more fulfillment and happiness. I'm looking for a new podcast to listen to. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, midlife at the mailbox. No, all those are really, really good. Oh my gosh, I I actually co-host the podcast. You do, you know, and that's <laughs> how it goes. Like it just starts, goes from there. So um, anyway, those are kind of my three tips. Um, and, uh, you know, in, in that I have like to, to kind of cut encapsulate, um, you know, ways to start networking like a pro or like, you know, even just try to get to be one of the pros is to just define your net, define your network. Right. I'm going to give you a tool on how to do that, but also the ways we talked about it there, just start writing down on a piece of paper, people that are close to you in your life, personal, professional, whoever, people, that, businesses you frequent, all sorts of things like that. Um, they're all part of your network. They're all connections and relationships that you've built as a human, right? So don't, don't deny that those are not yours. You, everyone has a network. Um Number two, put yourself in situations where you could present your best self. So, you know, your natural state, find that, right? Start that way. <laughs> Don't start in your most unnatural state. It, it, it won't feel good and you'll probably quit. Uh, so find your natural state of networking and, and try one time doing one of those things. And we just, we talked about a plethora of those. Um, lastly is, when you do have that, and you do go to the event, you find your network, you attend the event, you find where your most natural self is, prepare your story, right? Um, so know what you're going to say, but then open with a question, right? So what are you working on? What are you doing right now? Or what have you been up to? You know, how the last 15 years been? <laughs> it could be any of those things. <laughs> that could but, be a long conversation. But well, and good. I mean, it could get you going. Um, it gets things, it's an icebreaker, it gets things going. So um, these are the things that I commonly 
coach people to do. It's kind of what I naturally do. And as well, just trying to like add value first. Usually what I'm trying to do when I'm talking to someone is how can I add value? How can I contribute to what they're talking about? And and then the conversation naturally flows. Awesome. Well, those are some great tips, Denise. If someone wanted to work with you, um, what would be the best way for them to get in touch? Absolutely. Um, come to my website or come to LinkedIn, the networking pro. I would go to LinkedIn and look uh-huh. me up to Denise Rabat, D-E-N-Y-S-E-R-A-B-B-A-T. I uh, will have the link in my show notes to my profile, but connect with me on LinkedIn or do a follow with me on LinkedIn, but you can connect with me. You're a listener. It's like we're we're already one step closer than the average. <laughs> and uh, uh, so do, you know, connect with me on LinkedIn or you can go to my website at drcareercoaching.com and you can find the different ways you can work with me and also find a way to set up a 15 minute complimentary consult. We can just wax poetic about networking and I can even give you a couple tips. And even if it's not the right time, you can go on your merry way and have a couple networking tips. Like I said, I've worked with seven, I've talked to over 700 people the last three years. So I've heard all the networking stories. Don't worry. (laughs) Good and bad. Good and bad. What about, um, you mentioned something earlier that you may have a little bit of a freebie. Is there something that our listeners can take advantage of after they've listened to this episode? Yes. Um, So that that brainworking, the networking worksheet for how to brainstorm your network, I'm going to share with you all. So it's just a simple Word doc. Uh, it's not rocket science here, but it just gets your thought starters going. So I'm going to share that with you. And then also since, I mean, I wasn't planning on it, but why not? Um, the exercise about what are you working on? Even just like putting the visual of like the four blocks of like what you're working on. I'll, I'll put a quick word doc together for that for you guys. And you can download that as well. It'll maybe get you prompts to get you started uh, for that next networking uh, opportunity. And awesome. we want to hear from you. And we want to hear from you guys. Um, we want to hear, you know, networking success, networking snafus, networking failures. <laughs> we love talking about networking. Amy has done, like I said, the the student is becoming the master. Ah. <laughs> networking, especially she's cornered the in-person marketing and she's inspired me to do a little bit of that as well. It works. It works. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but like I said, we've also given you other, a lot of ways for online, you can network um, all different kinds of ways. So, um, but follow me too. follow me on LinkedIn, follow me on Instagram. I try to share some of these things um, as well. The holidays, I did a reel about networking during the holidays. It's a good time to network um, all sorts of stuff, but. Awesome. Well, thank yeah. you so much, Denise, for all of your fantastic insight on networking and how to network um, like a pro. You're welcome. It's one of my, the hour or the time went by so quickly. Um, it's one of my passion topics. Um, it's just something I, I like to do. So, All right. Well, thanks again for joining for another episode of Midlife at the Mailbox. We'll talk to Bye. you soon. Bye. And that's a wrap for this week. In season two, our goal is to share actionable tips with you. We hope this podcast episode leaves you feeling encouraged and full of midlife energy. But don't go away yet. Be sure to check out our show notes. And while you're there, click to join our email list. We promise we'll send only meaningful content. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram too. For the show at midlife at the mailbox or our individual accounts for our own tips and tricks at amylalex28.com. 
and Denise Rabat. That's Denise with a Y. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> so that we can come into your inbox each week and your feed almost daily. If you're a seasoned listener or just found us, we're glad you did. Make sure that you are following our show on your favorite podcast platform. And if you like what you hear, please share our episode with your midlife bestie and leave us a five-star review so more awesome listeners like you can discover Midlife at the Mailbox. We release new episodes every other week on Thursdays. At least we try. Our podcast is a production from the minds of two midlife besties and produced with love by the very creative Amy Alexander and Denise Rabat. Professional video and audio editing by Hivecast. See you at the mailbox. Bye.